Welcome to the Particularly Packers podcast. Listen in as Bob Dog travels around the football universe in hopes of understanding the madness that we love about the league, particularly the Green Bay Packers. The journey begins now. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go, baby. What's up, everybody? Bob Dog checking in with you once again. Oh, man. Week 13 is in the books. And yes, it is week 13. I do know this because I just did the entire episode calling it week 12 and had to redo it. So let's do this again. Thankful for everybody tuning in. And we're going to start with the injuries. First injury, we're going to start on their side of the ball, Chiefs side of the ball. Um, Drew Tranquil. Drew Tranquil, man. My heart goes out to you. Definitely had a concussion in the first quarter. Um, that's a big one because his repla- he's replacing their starting linebacker, Nick Bolton. Those that follow me, big fan of his. I was concerned that he might play against us this week. Would have been a difference if he did. But Drew Tranquil, he went out um, with a concussion in the first quarter, which left them down to like their third string linebacker that – that limited all their blitz packages. That limits so much to what they did. So we need to take that into consideration when we look at the 70-something yards that A.J. Dillon was able to accomplish. That may have been more than they accomplished if they got all their starters. But they also had Jarek McKinnon out. You know, he almost came back and was able to play. So Drew Tranquil, you know, heart goes out to a concussion, brain injuries, nothing to play with. So we wish him the best. Donovan Smith, he went out with a stinger. Came back in, played for a little bit, went back out. Hopefully that's just a temporary, you know, get that all situated, nothing serious, and you're back to good health. Brian Cook, man, our heart goes out to you. Prayer Packer Nation, man, we want to wish you the best. It looked like a very severe ankle injury. It sounds like you avoided the worst-case scenarios. I'm not sure what that means, but I don't expect you to be back anytime soon. Best of wishes for you and your family and everybody involved. Best of, you know, speedy recovery and – uh Man, that, that one hurt to watch. On the Packers side, Christian Watson, he went out with the uh, hamstring injury. This is the same hamstring that he injured during training camp that we missed him the first three weeks for. Looks like he's going to be missing some more time, and uh, that's concerning, especially we got Aaron Jones, we got Eric Stokes, everybody, hamstring injuries. It's been an ongoing trend in Green Bay, and that's a, it's very concerning. It sucks, and those injuries don't seem to go away quickly, so... That's very concerning, but let's get back to the positives. We did beat the defending Super Bowl champs. Chiefs pulled down 19 points while they're visiting Lambeau. Green Bay 27, 19 to 27. Green Bay comes out with the victory. Give it up for the boys. Amazing performance, man, all the way through. um, Coaching, decent offense, spectacular defense, consistent nonetheless. Special teams stepped up to the plate, man. Let's just start. Scored off all quarters. That's beautiful. Um, no zeros left across the scoreboard. That's a good start. Seven, seven, seven. You know I love it. And uh, a six in the fourth. It's all right. We could have done better. There's definitely room for improvement, but we'll talk about all that. First uh, field goal, we'll talk about Kansas City scoreboard. Three, three, six, seven. So those two, the first quarter, first half. Kansas City was limited to two possessions. Packers, we got three. We definitely blew it on the third one. We'll talk about that later, but let's talk about Kansas City's first two possessions. Big stands by our defense. Kansas City moved the ball all the way down the field. First and goal, big moment for Lucas Van Ness, man. Give it up for that boy. He showed up. First round draft pick, first and goal, gets a sack, puts him, you know, puts Kansas City on their heels for that entire possession. 
When it came to third and goal, we had Rashawn Gary rushed around the edge, missed the quarterback, came back towards him, worked with Kenny Clark. They teamed up for another sack on third and goal, forced that to a field goal, so that was beautifully done. Second drive, they went down there, which is a second quarter, get in field goal range, first and goal, go down there, and uh, Preston Smith got a big sack on third and goal, so another big stand, big stand. Good job to the boys on defense, man. Definitely stood strong. Gave up a lot of yards, about 200 yards. Gave up six points. So, well done. That all comes into the scheme. Um, I'm, I could get into that, but why are we getting four yards, giving up four yards of carry? This is just the way that Joe Barry schemes our defense. So, when I talk about the OG linebackers, I think about Ray Lewis. I think about the Green Walls. I think about Ty Law. I think about, you know, just over Harris. I mean, so many. I can go through all types. We got Romanowski. We could bring it all the way back. You know, and uh, linebackers, when I'm used to them, they're in the backfield. You know, they, they shoot gaps. They do those types of things. The modern-day linebacker is not that. They're a lot of the time, they're in coverage. They run a lot more spy because we have more mobile quarterbacks. We have a lot more agile running backs. So we have a lot smaller and more agile linebackers, not people filling the gaps like they once did. With that being said, Drew Be- uh, Joe Barry. Joe Barry does not drop safeties into the box. We don't, I don't think we had a single person from the secondary blitz this entire game. We do not blitz the secondary. Now we do have a lot of backups in, so maybe that's the reason. Maybe we don't want to, you know, put them in a bad situation. But for the most part, Joe Barry plays a very safe defense. So instead of the linebacker shooting a hole, meeting the running backs in the backfield, they're getting four-yard carries because that's where they meet our linebackers at. You know, or our safeties. Our safeties are very speedster and do make it up to the line of scrimmage very quickly. However, we never meet them at the line of scrimmage or in the backfield very rarely because it's just not the defense that we play. We do not stack the box. We don't do that type of thing. We typically play two safeties over the top. You're not throwing over us. You're not going to get a big play. So enjoy what you can down there, and hopefully we make a big play, which we did do. Congratulations, Nixon. That interception was beautiful, and uh, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. Back to it. So we made the stops, but um, yeah, we had no blitzes on our secondary. I didn't see our linebacker shoot the gap very often. What I mean by that, so a linebacker you see in between your your defensive linemen, you got your gaps to shoot. There's some people, those that know it, I apologize. I have to explain it, but there's people that don't. So if you know what blitz you're going, you just know, hey, I'm going A gap, I'm going B gap. The rest of the defense knows I'm going B gap, so you got to cover where I won't be because typically I drop back in this area. So you all compensate. So it all has to be a communication as an entire unit. It's not one person decides to do this, but we're not blitzing any gaps. We just chill back, wait, wait. We rush four on third and longs, third and 10 plus. We'll even rush three and just drop everybody back into coverage. That definitely came back to get us a couple times. I would like to see more aggressiveness, but that's not who Joe Barry is. I don't expect him to change. And we, there's pros and cons to each style. So, when he doesn't give up the big play, but he gives up four yards, we're like, come on, man, we got to stop that. But he also didn't give up a 40-yard bomb. So it's, it's a give and take. It definitely is. And when it comes to the red zone, we definitely get a lot stronger. So it's working. It's working, folks. Um, Lucas Van Ness, man, huge play. I, I loved seeing that from him on first down. We had Rashad Gary. We had Clark. Everybody just balling out. Um Secondary, they didn't really get tested, we'll be honest. And when they did, they didn't do very well. Ballantyne was balling out. He made a lot of tackles. Um, 
but you did get a big pass interference. Uh, there was definitely Valentine who should have got a pass interference, but Owens did get that personal foul. I'm not going to say one justifies the other. We can get back to that personal foul. I'm not sure how many people noticed this, but Pacheco got ejected for a punch the play directly after. I mean, literally the next play, Pacheco saw a fumble that he assumed. So not only did he assume that there was a personal foul, he assumed that that fumble was a fumble and that they just lost the game. So he went and threw a punch and then ran away. Biggest cowardice play I know. Pacheco, you're a coward for that one. I'll look you right in your eyes and let you know. I'll actually punch you back for Nixon. Nixon, great job not responding to that and letting us get our yardage, man. Great job. Great job. That was discipline. That was beautiful. Um, For those of you that didn't see, y'all go watch it back, man. Pacheco with a cheap little shot, and he actually looked for Nixon that entire play. I don't know what it was. I'm sure there was something before that because he was looking right for Nixon, went over to block Nixon. Nixon saw who it was, threw him on the ground. Pacheco finally got up off his back and delivered a strike and then turned his back and started running. So it was it was sad. It was pathetic. From where I'm from, that was the most cowardish move you can do. And, uh, hey, man, run back to your boys, man. Run back to your boys. I hope they find you in the streets. So whatever, man, That that is what that is. So Pacheco, a coward, man. I seen it. I seen it in you, bro. Threw that punch and ran. We seen it, man. He definitely ruled by emotion. He doesn't know how to control his own. It's just lack of discipline, immaturity, and uh, take it as you will, sir. That was huge. That was huge. And not not sure how many people linked that up. But my biggest concern was, and this is where I burst everybody's bubble, the coaching, man. The coaching on this one was uh, our, our offense was prepared. We'll give them that. But our clock management is ass. And this has been LaFleur's kryptonite since he came in. We can all remember the playoff game where we decided to go for a field goal instead of a two-pointer because somebody doesn't understand time. Time management. Time management. Go study that. Uh, We're talking to Matt LaFleur here. And even Jordan Love, you're part of this. But study time management, folks. And uh, what's it, Jonathan Franklin or whatever the hell is our running back's name is? Jonathan Taylor. Patrick Taylor. Get your ass in the Patrick Taylor. Get your ass out of bounds, dude. Time management. And just we should have had more of a leadership. Coach should have been on the headphone telling Jordan Love, tell his ass get out of bounds. But nope, nope, nope. Fourth down, man. I mean, let's just talk about the second quarter. Our third possession here. This is disgusting, man, because we got the ball. Let's see. We got two minutes and 14 seconds remaining in the second quarter. We have the ball on our 23-yard line. So we got over two minutes. You know what I mean? We got one timeout because of the mismanagement of timeouts previously in the half, but we don't have to get to that. So we got one timeout, 214 left in the second quarter. We should be getting down there to score three points. What do we start with? We start with a two-yard run to James Robinson, brings us down to the two-minute warning. We just wasted 14 seconds. We got two yards. What the hell are we doing here? Um, next play, three-yard throw to the middle of the play, middle of the field. So, I mean, it was a little lar- longer than three yards because we come up with a third and three. So I guess it was, what, seven yard, six-yarder. Six-yard play, middle of the field. It was five yards, whatever. Yeah, five-yard play. Five-yard throw, middle of the field. Clock still running. We got one timeout. Now it's third and three. This is big. If we don't make it, we're giving the ball back to Mahomes with time. So it's just up to this point, it's been failure to manage, right? It should not be at this point. But go ahead. We get the first down. We got a minute and 16 on a four-yard throw. So we went down. We went from 214. We got 10 yards, just over 10 yards. We're at a minute and 16. So a minute off the clock, we got 11 yards. It's 
can't have that. That that's that's all bad. You know what I mean? From that point, Patrick Taylor, two runs back to back does not get out of bounds. Why are we running? Oh, the first one was not a run. Actually, it was a screen from the backfield. Comes out of the backfield, catches the ball, turns up like 25, 30 yards. Does not get out of bounds. Runs back inside, get three extra yards. Clock keeps going. Everybody rushes down, gets the ball. He goes for a run for some reason. Runs the ball, picks up 20 yards, so he can't argue it. Stays in bounds. Has the opportunity to go out, stays in bounds. So the clock is still running now. So it was just a failure. Patrick Taylor, I know we just signed him back. He's been with us long enough. We've had the opportunity to coach him. Don't give me that. No, no, no. We're going to save that. So now 32-yard line, Kansas City calls a timeout. Like, what? 32 seconds left at the 32-yard line. And this is where Andy Reid, just as genius, man. I don't. We're, we're, we're marching on them. They can't stop us. Call a timeout. We're like, what the hell? Kansas City called a timeout. So how do we reply? False start by Reed, one of our rookies. False start, cost us five yards. Got an incomplete pass. Followed that incomplete pass. Now it's third and, what is it, third and, third and a while, right? So uh, what do we do? Got the ball on the 37-yard line. We run the ball. We run the ball with James Robinson. Happy to see you out there, James Robinson, man. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, always loved you when you were at the Jaguars, and uh, happy to see you back on the playing field. But James Robinson, minus two yards. Now we're back at the 39-yard line with 18 seconds left. What the hell just happened? You know what I mean? Like, what? Why run it there? Like, running, you literally just lost us yardage. We had it. We were in field goal ranges. I mean, we could try it with Carlson. Not something you really want to do, but let's pick up a couple yards. Nope. Two yard run minus two yards. Kansas city calls a timeout. It just eight. I mean, it, it was all bad, man. This is, this is just a disaster. When you look at the whole situation, we end up punting the ball. The only good thing about that possession was the punt was down at the two, I believe by Rudy Ford still concerning to see our starters out there on special teams. But if it gets the results we've been getting lately, Keep it happening, man, because special teams have been kicking ass. Um, Man, 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 shouldn't be cussing on there. My apologies, folks. I try my best on these ones. Um, It was just complete mismanagement, complete failure mismanagement of the clock. I mean, and this is the same thing that's happening. We got away with it this game in the playoffs. This is exactly what's going to cost us a playoff game. If this continues, not, I mean, it's not a level. This isn't top-level coaching in any way, shape, or form. Needless to talk about, the time when we wasted a timeout for the 10 men on defense, that was another waste of timeout. And we didn't call a timeout when there were 13 men on defense, 13, you can count it up. It was, um, something special. We were offsides and too many men on the field and they scored a touchdown on the same exact play. So not only have 13 men, you're offsides, they scored a touchdown with Pacheco and it was just, it was a disaster. It was a mess that should never occur, especially in Dude, this is a this is a pros. This was not anything professional. This was very bad, very questionable. Joe Barry goes back to the box, and we start pulling that. Very questionable why he was not on the field. I know this is a debate that they have internally. Lafleur likes him on the field. I saw how hot Lafleur is. I'm sure Matt Lafleur is going to get him back on the field because of that BS. I mean, you can't have that. That's 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 elementary, not even college. So that was disgusting. Not gonna lie, folks. There was some beautiful stuff was done. What Jordan Love was able to accomplish and all his TDs and everything, that was beautiful. Lack of turnovers, it was beautiful. Um, our wide receiver stepped up. 
O-line once again looked miraculous. I mean, I loved watching our O-line perform. Zach Tom, I mean, he's a stud, man. Uh, Myers did well. Runyon got beat a time or two, but he's getting beat by Jones. You know, Chris Jones, he's supposed to beat you a time or two, so we take that. Um, I mean, just overall, our blocking has improved, so we've got to give that to the wide receiver core. Kraft as well. Kraft had a one hell of a game. That was a lot due to that missing linebacker. I'll, I'll be honest, man. I know if that you get Bolton in there, it's a different game. Um, I guess we can just go ahead and rank them at this point. Anders, before I forget, man, Anders, just give it up for the guy. Man. I got to go out of my way to say that one to Mr. Anders just because I was going for your head last week, man. I was looking for us to sign last year's kicker, but. You put it together this week. Glad you're getting it together. Um, kicking one hell of a position. I've never been able to do it. I, I did try out for it. I wasn't able to achieve it. I could only imagine with that type of pressure, and you got to kick that. Woo! Better you than me, boy. I, I, I'd rather return punts, and I hate that position. Um, we talk about Pacheco, Pacheco's coward punch. She's still a little coward. Um, takeaways from the game, I'll just jump right into that. Coaching. I can't give you very much, man. I'm going to give you a B just because we came out with a good game plan. We're definitely doing better. Um, Discipline's up there. We kept Quay Walker from doing anything stupid and getting any crazy penalties. I think he got one called on him. But overall, good, good, good plan. Good plan. There was the miscommunication by uh, Devondre Campbell and Owens on the touchdown pass to, what was that guy's, Dal something or Dalvin. I forget what his name was. Noah Gray, Mr. Noah Gray caught a touchdown pass, and on that one, there's a huge miscommunication between De- uh, Devondre Campbell and Owens on who's going to cover the back and who's going to cover the tight end. Ideally, you'd think the smaller guy would cover the back and Devondre Campbell would cover the tight end, but Devondre Campbell went into the flat to, the flat to cover the back, and so did Owens, and our tight end just ran right across the middle. Mahomes catches him, you know, finds him. He's wide open, so... Just miscommunication. That one, we could put on them two not playing together. Devondre was out for a while, and Owens is a backup for that situation. So maybe it was more of a communication issue, you know, but that is going to fall on coaching. I'm going to call that one. Plus the failure to run out of bounds, the failure to get those three points or even manage the clock at the end of the third quarter or second quarter. That's concerning come playoff time just because you've been a coach too long, man. You got to figure out this clock thing. Just because it's costed us substantially in the playoffs and, uh, we don't want to go through that. Have another good season all year just to blow it like that. It's uh, disgusting. So with there's plenty of improvements on the coaching side. I got to give credit, man. It's it's so many improvements, especially on the special teams, the offensive line. I mean, the, what we are accomplishing on the defense with the missing pieces. It's been good, but that clock management has to improve. I mean, and when there's not enough players on the field or those situations, it's got to fix that. That's the coaching side. Um Give them a B. Offense earned a solid A. There wasn't too much more that I can ask for. I mean, you get 27 points against, granted, it's a Boltonless uh defense, but you got 27 points against the Chiefs, the defending champions. So we got to give credit where due. Jordan Love looked great. Wide receivers ran great, um, great hands. There were some, some routes that definitely could have been turned different direction during scrambles, and there were times where people gave up. They definitely should have been going. Dobbs made a spectacular catch. I mean, it was just, there was a lot of miracles that were performed. So good job as a whole unit. That's an A. Y'all deserved it, man. I'm tough on y'all. 
Defense, y'all get an A as well, man. Defense, you stepped up, man. One hell of a performance. Anytime you hold Kansas City to 19 points, that's a miracle. Plus, those those drives are the three and three. That was you just held up at the key moments. I mean, it was it was beautiful, beautiful to watch. Special teams, you also get an A. I'm not gonna lie, it was it was good. Good kicks, good punts. We downed them where we needed to down them. I mean, special teams did not let us down in any way, shape, or form. I mean, I'd give you an A-plus if you recovered an onside kick. You know what I mean? But, hey, that was as good as you can get from special teams. So, personnel-wise, I mean, it was a beautiful game. I, I can't really sit here and say anybody really held us back. There was uh, no major weak links um, all the way through it. And just overall, a very solid performance. Coaching, we got to get that time management down. we got to do better with two minutes and something seconds. At least pull away three points right there. So, that's always, you know, room room to improve. So, Hopefully we get Yahir back this week. Hopefully we get uh, I think it's just Aaron Jones possibly. I, I wouldn't bet on it, but you never know. You never know. And this week we do have the Giants on Monday Night Football, so I'll jump on here before Monday night, I'm sure. Go through, you know, a little review, a little preview. And uh, Saquon Barkley, he's going to be a problem. So we'll see what we can pull off with this one. Definitely excited. We got most of our pieces. Most of the people made it out of this week injury-free. So that's very, 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 very. We got to be thankful, folks. I mean, we just got to be thankful on that one. Thanksgiving, thanks for giving us a healthy week besides Christian Watson, man. Best of wishes to Christian Watson. Uh, Love you, Packer Nation. We definitely got to keep solid. We're doing it, man. We're doing it. Join love. Going up in value each day, baby. Just keep doing what you're doing. Um. Chiefs, like I said, folks, I feel I feel bad, man. And I'm a big fan of Kadarius Tony. Big fan of Kadarius Tony. Love that guy. Been wishing him nothing but the best. But Kansas City, they're hurting at wide receiver. And as Packer fans, we understand this because MVS is their one. We understand MVS is not a one. I mean, that's not the guy that you want. And uh, I don't know how they pulled off the Super Bowl with that team, man. So. Hopefully we get you here back this week. We need you. We need you, brother. And uh, stay healthy, folks. That's all I can say. I wish that to the Packers. I wish that to you and your family. I'm actually going to cut this one a little shorter than I wanted to just because I just made this episode, man. But it's week 13, folks, not 12. So I love and appreciate each and every one of y'all. This one's in the books. Good game altogether. Great job, Green Bay, man. Glad we sent them packing on that one. Oh, man. Love. Appreciate each and every one of you. And you already know it's Go Pack Go. You have been listening to the Particularly Packers podcast. Please follow us on social media and please subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for listening. And as always, Go Pack Go.